Welcome, Cosmic Toolbox. It is October 31st, and this weekly forecast is for the week of November 1st, really, the first week in November. And it's a big week. It's a big week. <laughs> so, um, so many things. In addition to, if you haven't watched the um, Samhain call and workshop, we talked a little bit about how when you're moving through this veil time, um, and we're moving into the darker months, and this time period is a halfway point between the e autumnal equinox and the winter solstice. We're dealing with a lot of darker themes, and so um, going from the dark moon to the dark moon, we're really diving into that divine feminine, that goddess energy, creation, surrender, releasing, um, and so... It's really an important time to dig in and slow down and see where you're comfortable and see where you're uncomfortable and kind of look at what's there as the illumination fades. And so um, just lots of really fun things. So as we move into the week, we have... Um, I'm going to say we kick the week off with an interesting energy. We're going to have Mercury trying Jupiter, and that's from Saturday to Tuesday. So there might be some optimism, some good fortune as we're kicking the month off. It's a good time. The moon enters Libra tomorrow night around 7 p.m. Eastern, November 1st, and it's going to have us feeling general charisma, right? Tuesday, Mercury squares off with Pluto in a peak fashion. So deep, intense, uh, interactions are in the waters, right? And so you want to share authentically, but don't, um, try not to swim into the depths too much. Or, um, remember with the sun in Scorpio and moon in Libra, Word games, word play, manipulation, um, leveraging of differing intellect can get very twisty turny. Um, and so you want to just be aware, right, of how you're communicating, why you're communicating, what you're communicating and what, like, what your end game is and make sure you kind of stick to it. On Wednesday, the moon enters Scorpio. Um, 8.52 p.m. Eastern, Wednesday, November 3rd, moon enters Scorpio. And then we have our new moon in Scorpio on November 4th. Now, the really important thing to remember is that this new moon in Scorpio, this phase will last until we have that major December 4th solar eclipse. Um, we have our lunar eclipse in Taurus. Um, <laughs> on the 19th of November, I've been warning about this for like almost a year now. I feel like the first time I talked about this specific upcoming lunar eclipse in Taurus was last eclipse season, last winter's eclipse season. Um, and then I, we talked about it again during the spring summer eclipse season, but this one could prove to be a little bit of a doozy, um, depending where things are, we're getting a little bit of some insight into what the next north node axis will sort of look like and what themes may come and so what we're wanting to do on that new moon in november we will want to focus our intentions pretty intensely on allowing what is in the depths to rise to the surface scorpio does not like surface swimming 
um, there is going to be intimacy. And <laughs> one of the things I'm, I'm pausing because there's going to be intimacy and there is going to be an um, moment for everyone. I keep seeing this universal theme, the way that Uranus retrograde is showing up, the way that I believe that this lunar eclipse in Taurus is going to show up is what has good roots. Taurus feels like it is sick (laughs) of having to do the work on like growing and supporting seeds that aren't actually growing or being tended to and the weeds are overtaking and yada, 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 yada. This feels like a come to Jesus type moment where Taurus energy is like, what do you actually want? What are you feeding? What are you nurturing? And we're going to have to be real with it. So on this new moon, I would, the last new moon before eclipse season, right? You plant seeds wisely. I feel like be careful what you wish for. That's, I don't normally do such heavy handed. It's why I took such a long pause. Um, I don't like to do the more heavy handed stuff, but this is a careful what you wish for moment. So that's one of the things we'll talk more about as we get closer to the new moon, our group new moon alignment. We're going to focus really intensely on clarifying our seed planting, um, maybe only asking for one, not asking, but planting the intentions for like one main thing. Um, and so getting really clear and asking for better clarity. We also have a meteor shower right around the new moon, and that's going to be fun. The torrids, right. Um, and under a dark moon, we get to see more meteors. So that's exciting. Um, on November. Yeah. On November 4th with the new moon in in, uh, Scorpio, we're also getting the sun opposite Uranus retrograde, which can cause some unexpected stuff to shake up the ground. Really think about that Uranus retrograde in Taurus. Taurus is not messing around. Taurus is when we talk about Taurus, I'm always talking about how they get this idea or they get the stereotype of being like lazy or immovable. Um, and it's, it's, just that they're a fixed earth sign, they will grow massive redwoods and hold them to the earth if they want to, right? Like it, they have to be motivated. They're not surfacey people and neither are Scorpios. And, and so they're the polarity of this fixed element. Scorpio's fixed water, Taurus is fixed earth. Um, and so we're going to see that that really solid, what is actually effing here, right? Like what is actually here? Our emotions, it will be demanded that we are honest and truthful and vulnerable about our emotions and physically our physicality will be demanded on. Right. And I think that we will, um, see some stuff come up around the new moon and it'll give us an, a highlight into what to expect in eclipse season. So then as we head into Friday, we kind of get a real busy shakeup. Venus moves into Capricorn until March 6, 2022. Mercury moves into Scorpio until November 24th. And the moon 
um, enters Sagittarius. So as we kind of get this shakeup and remember just on the 30th, um, just yesterday, that's when the 30th was right. We had Mars moving to Scorpio. So we're going to have the sun in Scorpio. We're going to have Mars in Scorpio. We're going to have Mercury in Scorpio. Venus is moving into Capricorn. Then the moon moves into Sagittarius and it's going to hype up the weekend. We're going to have a lot hype up in the emotional way. Um, and I feel like it's going to be one of those weekends where anything you're trying to ignore is kind of going to blow up in your face and we're going to have to be aware of it. This is the midway point this whole weekend. Really, we're looking from like the fourth until the seventh. We're at the midway point between the autumnal equinox and the winter solstice. We want to be very aware of what we're doing and why. Um, remember, we're moving into the 11th month, right? And so uh, there's a lot of power to the number 11. And November can be a very powerful month for releasing suffering and releasing karmic ties and releasing energetic bonds and kind of cutting through. But in order to do that, you have to dig into your authenticity and your integrity and your intimacy and, you know, allow yourself to really see what's in there. Another thing to take note of is that the post shadow period of Mercury retrograde ends on Tuesday. So we're finally going to get some movement. And then also when Mercury moves into Scorpio, I think we'll get some more communicative, emotional goodness, right? We'll finally kind of be able to match the words to our emotions. So I think that's a really good thing. Um, also, <laughs> I want to kind of circle back and talk specifically about the new moon. That was the general overcap, like, uh, of what's, what is coming, but I want to circle back and focus in on the new moon. One of the things, um, that I feel like has been coming up whenever I do any forecasting around this new moon is that there's a lot of this change, right? The new moon is going to be opposite Uranus retrograde. Um, and that's specific to the polarity between Scorpio and Taurus that we're going to be looking at for the next 18 months, starting in 2022. I think that we have a situation brewing where, um, very fixed elements are going to be shaking us up and making us focus on what's really there, what's really growing. Um, and I think that that could be quite painful for Scorpios and Tauruses. Also, Geminis will be feeling it, as will Cancers. Um, and also, we have this situation, right, where um, we have... <laughs> I don't want to, every time I bring it up, right? <laughs> Saturn square Uranus. It's a major theme. It's difficult change. This is a year when something is so significant that it shows up in a trilogy or it shows up in a pattern. Um, you know, you pay attention and we've been paying attention to the Saturn square Uranus three, three times in 2021. The last one is going to be on Christmas Eve difficult change has been the name and the game in 2021. Uranus retrograde in Taurus is, is revolutionizing, is that a word? Everything we feel about ourselves, everything we know about ourselves, how we show up in our individual spaces. Um, and that can bring sudden and rapid, ex ex uh, 
exchanges and shifts of power. Um, Uranus is so rebellious, right? And so we want to take a look at this and look at the fact that Uranus has been playing around with our new moons for like four months now, or it will be four months, right? August new moon was square Uranus. September 6th new moon was trine Uranus. October 6th new moon was quincunx Uranus. So it's one of those things that this new moon is opposite Uranus. And it's like, what else is going on with Uranus? Oh, that's right. It's squaring off with Saturn all year. Uranus is playing the game in 2021. So pay attention, pay attention for a bunch of change. Um, I wouldn't even be shocked to see like big stuff globally somewhere, right? Um, With regards to rebellion. So there's that. (laughs) And I would just pay attention. I'd be interested. I want to see where everything's going. I believe this is also a super new moon, right? And it's happening on an 11 master day. So it's one of those things where you're just kind of like, whoa, whoa, like what is going on? What's it going to feel like? Pay attention, kind of work all week long to do your meditations, understanding Whenever there's activation of meteors happening right around a lunar event, it always just feels um, auspicious. <laughs> and so I just wanted to put it out there. Um, yeah, there will be a lot of activation, psychic activation with this super new moon and meteor shower all in the same space. One of the things that is important for this new moon whenever there's a new moon right before an eclipse period is that eclipse periods you know they happen (laughs) twice a year sometimes three times a year so they aren't these rare events it's it's all the time it's consistent when it's you know within a certain amount of days from your birthday or it's in your sign like it can impact some people more than others One thing I want to always say is that the last new moon before an eclipse period, it has the opportunity to set the tone for that eclipse period. Eclipse periods happen in cycles. And so every nine-ish years, you're going to repeat the axis flipped. And every 18-ish years, you're going to experience the same thing. So when we're getting ready for an eclipse season and you're looking at, you know, this eclipse season in, um, the, our North node is still in Gemini, but we're having this lunar eclipse in Taurus. You looked at the last time we had a lunar eclipse in Taurus. What was going on in your life then? Right? Like really think about how have you grown when we're talking about Taurus, we're looking at real foundational type energy. And, um, we want to make sure that we're getting all the signs and as many as we can and learning the lessons because it makes it somewhat easier when you're open, right? You think about that saying that when you try to grasp sand, right? Um, it's kind, it's kind of like that when you're, when you're too rigid or when you're trying to control something too much, it just ends up, you end up losing your grip on all of it. And so the best thing you can do is pay attention to patterns and cycles and be open to change and be open to feel and open to knowing, um, that things are eventually going to happen in support of you, right. And not destruction of you, which can feel 
untrue in the moment. (laughs) I'm trying to say that in the nicest way. It can often feel like the world is working against you, especially when it comes to emotional change and emotional work and having to do work around um, intimacy, right? This time of year can really be a doozy. And so looking back over your life, when else has it felt this way? And when else has this family of eclipses been um, in your life? And do you have anything around there, right? Um, That you can pull up to the top and kind of evaluate and say, I'm trying to remember, I think we all talked about this in eclipse season in um, the spring, summer era, but we were on... um, Yeah, I think I'm just going to have to bring that up at a later time because I'm trying to remember we all traced it back to something and we were all like, whoa, we all did have crazy stuff happening at that point. Um, We had, it was 2003. That was, that's right. It was the year of 2003. We had similar patterns happening. Now um, we're coming up on a lunar eclipse in Taurus on November 19th. In 2003, we had a lunar eclipse in Taurus on November 9th, 2003. And that was a very significant, that's the day I met Jared. (laughs) So, um, I, that's what I was trying to remind myself of back then we talked about it and it was a significant event that I had, but I think other people in the toolbox also had significant things on November 9th, 2003. So, um, It is just a really fun time to examine and to think of and to know, right, Um, what came up for you, what themes are coming up for you. It's just very interesting time. And the ether is very present. The veil is very thin. Pay attention to the signs. Pay attention to your dreams. Pay attention to the animals that show up in your life. Pay attention to the songs on the radio, right? It's one of those times where the veil's thin and our ancestors and our spirit guides, every, our angels, they're all working together to help us grow and help us learn and help us shift. And so that's where we go with it, right? All right, everyone, I will talk to you soon. Look forward to the monthly forecast tomorrow. Um, it's a big month, so it's going to be a longer call. I will talk to you all soon. And the calendar will also go up tomorrow as well. Talk to you soon.